Well, good morning. I want to thank you all for inviting me here today to talk to you about how it is I came to believe in Jesus. Um, I think most of you know I was born blind, uh, but Jesus, he healed my eyes. And, and, and there's this saying, you know, seeing is believing, but, but I don't believe in Jesus because he healed my eyes. Well, let me explain. The, the, the first time I met Jesus, I was sitting, begging, in Jerusalem on the road uh, that goes up to the, the temple. You see, people are real generous when they're trying to get right with God. So anyway, I, w- I was sitting there with my hand outstretched, and, and I heard this voice say, Rabbi, who sinned that that man was born blind, himself or his parents? And I thought to myself, oh, great. As if somehow I'm responsible for how I was born, or that my whole life's purpose is just to be some divine punishment for my parents' mistakes. But the worst part about it was, they said it where I could hear them. I was blind, not deaf. But it's not the first time people talked about Lee like I wasn't there. I was the one who was blind, and yet it was like these other people couldn't see me. Well, anyway... I hear Jesus speaks up, and and Jesus says, neither he nor his parents sinned. He was born blind so that God's works might be revealed in him. I thought to myself, well, at least that's better theology, but I bet this is just some other religious nut who's going to try to prove how holy he is by praying over me and trying to heal me. And sure enough, I hear Jesus start walking over to me. He starts walking over to me, and I, and I want to clarify something, because I heard John tell this story a few, few weeks back, but the way he tells it, it sounds like Jesus comes and just like slaps mud on my face without even asking. And I want to clarify that Jesus asked me first. He asked, do you want to be healed? And there was a part of me that I kind of wanted to say, you know, just shove off, dude, because I put up with my fair share of charlatans who want to pour potions down my throat, want to grab my face and shake it until I'm healed. But here's the thing. People don't give money to folks who say they don't want to be healed. So I say, yeah, of course I want to be healed. Anyway, Jesus, he, he, I hear him spit. And he takes this mud and he slathers it on my eyes. and, And then he says to me, go to the pool of Siloam and wash. You know, and giving instructions to a blind man to go walk somewhere is kind of rough, but I've been begging on this street for some 20-odd years, so I knew how to get there. And I I wasn't optimistic about the odds of mud and spit giving me my sight, but what was I going to do, sit there with mud on my face? So I went to the pool of Siloam, and, and I washed. You all ever think about how much information comes in through your eyes? It's not just the light, it's the colors and the shapes and the textures. It all hit me at once like a slap in the face. And and to be honest, I I was terrified. I thought I was under attack or I was losing my mind or something. And then I closed my eyes and it went away. And I realized, oh, I can see. But, you know, not really. 
I mean, I, I could see, but not all at once. It was, it was too much. It was too overwhelming. And, and so what I did is I would, get, I would get real close to something, like a wall or a, a vase, and I would, I would get real close to it, and I would slowly open my eyes so that I could just see that one thing and nothing else. And slowly I would come to understand it. And I went like that. Slowly seeing my city that I had lived in my whole life for the very first time. Glimpse after glimpse. Sometimes, I'll be honest, I had to close my eyes so that I could remember where I was. And that's how I was, walking around Jerusalem with my mouth gaping open like a hayseed from Galilee. When I heard one of my neighbors say, Hey, isn't that the blind man who used to sit and beg? And I said, I'm the man. And someone else said, No, but it's someone who kind of looks like him. And I said, I'm the man. And they didn't believe me. These were my neighbors. I'd lived by them some 30-odd years. They'd watched me grow up. They'd seen me begging on the streets every single day. And, and now, suddenly, they don't recognize me. And I began to realize, I may have been the one who was blind, but they never saw me for who I was. They only ever saw my blindness. They only ever saw my begging. And, and when those things were gone... They didn't know who I was because they'd never seen the man underneath. Well, I, I tried to explain to them, I'm really that guy, and, and they wanted to know how in the world I'd gotten my sight back, and so I explained, this Jesus guy, he made some mud, he smeared it on my eyes, I washed, I could see. That didn't make sense to them. So they figured they better go call in some experts. They went and sent for religious authorities, the big wigs at the prestigious seminary, and the next day, these, these religious experts, they came and they interviewed me. And they wanted to know, once again, how I got my sight. And I explained, just as I had uh, to my neighbors, you know, Jesus came and he made mud. He spread it on my eyes. I washed and I could see. And those religious authorities said to me, and when did this happen? And I said, well, yesterday. And they said to me, yesterday was the Sabbath. And I said, yeah. That went over like a ton of bricks. <laughs> they started going off about God commanded no work to be done on the Sabbath and healing people, making mud, that's work. And uh, anyone who works on the Sabbath is a sinner. God doesn't answer the prayers of sinners, so the, therefore a sinner couldn't heal you, therefore you haven't been healed. And I said, that sounds like a you problem. So they went to talk to my parents to get things sorted out, and uh, they asked my parents, is this your son? Was he really born blind? What happened to him? And my parents said, well, yeah, that's my son. And uh, yeah, he was born blind, but as to what happened to him, you can ask him. He's old enough to talk for himself. And part of me wanted to be like, yeah, go mom and dad. You, like, way to believe in me that I can speak for myself. They know I was blind, not mute. But there was part of me that also thought, you know... I wonder if mom and dad are just saying that they should talk to me because they don't want to get in trouble. Because at this point, the religious authorities, they were hopping mad. They came at me and they, they said again, 
just to start off, right, straight off in the conversation, give glory to God. We know this man is a sinner. I was like, wow, that's how you start the conversation? Praise God, Jesus is a sinner? I don't know if you all, all know the story from 1 Samuel about when God tells the prophet Samuel to go visit Jesse and to anoint one of his sons as kings. Yeah, well, it, it goes right, you know, prophet Samuel shows up, says, Jesse, hey, bring all your kids. I got to anoint one of them as king of Israel. And, and so the, the oldest son stands up and, and the prophet Samuel sees this big strapping young man. And the prophet Samuel goes, yeah, that guy looks like a king. I'm going to anoint him. And God says, whoa, hold up, Samuel. God says to Samuel, do not judge his appearance or the size of his stature, for I have not chosen him. And then God says, I do not see as mortals do, for mortals judge by the outward appearance, but I see the heart. Samuel doesn't know what to make of that, so he sees the next biggest son. It's not quite as big as the first one, but he's still strong and tall. And Samuel says, yeah, that guy's probably king. Goes to anoint him. God says, no, no, not him either. So Samuel goes to the next biggest son, goes to anoint him. God's like, not that one either. And this goes on and on and on, down and through seven sons, oldest to youngest. And, uh, and God says, not any one of those. And so Samuel has to say to Jesse, Jesse, you got any more sons who could be king? God says it's none of these. And Jesse says, well, I only got one son left, but he's just the youngest. He's out tending the sheep. Couldn't be him. That son, the youngest, the one no one thought would be king, that kid's name was David. Goes on to become the greatest king of Israel. There's a saying, seeing is believing. Maybe it's true, but... What I found is people only see what they already believe. Right? Samuel, he believed that a king was supposed to be big and tall. And so the only people he could see as king were big, tall sons of Jesse. He couldn't see the little kid as a king. And I think the same thing is true with those religious authorities who came to investigate what happened to me. You see... They came, but they could only see what they already believed. And what they believed is that anyone who did any work on the Sabbath, including healing, had to be a sinner and that God wouldn't listen to sinners. And so if Jesus healed me on the Sabbath, he was a sinner and he couldn't have healed me. They couldn't see what was right in front of them because they didn't believe it. Even when what was right in front of them was me. I was the one who was blind, but they were the ones who couldn't see the truth. Even when the truth was talking right at them. And so they asked me again, how did Jesus heal you? And look, I, I know you're all godly people, so I have a confession to make. I got fed up. Yeah, it had been a stressful couple days for me. You know, stranger slapped mud on my face and suddenly I had to make sense of seeing the whole world and 
suddenly my neighbors didn't know who I was, and the religious authorities were accusing me of all sorts of things, and my parents, you know, weren't standing up for me, and, and these people just kept asking me the same question, question over and over and over again, even though I was telling them the honest answer. And so I said to them, why do you want to know so much about this Jesus? Do you love him? Do you want to be his disciples? And they said, you are his disciples, but we're disciples of Moses. And, and they said, we know where Moses comes from. We don't know where this guy comes from. And I said, well, how do you not know where this guy comes from? He can, he can make life and sight out of the, the dirt of the ground, and there's only one place that comes from. That's from God the Creator who breathed life into dirt to make us. Jesus must come from God. And they said, don't you tell us anything about God. And I said, God's clearly bigger than you know. It's plain for everyone else to see. And, and they decided no one should see me anymore. Yep. They decided they should just kick me out. They said, I was born blind, which meant I was a sinner and a liar, and they didn't have to listen to me, and so they kicked me out of the congregation. They drove me out of the community, and before you feel sorry for me, let me tell you, I was happy to go. I said so to their face with some choice words, which this being a place of worship, I will not repeat. But why in the world would I want to be with them? Why would I want to be with religious leaders who are so blinded by their dogma they can't even see God working right in front of them? Why would I be, want to be with neighbors who can't see past my disability to the man I am underneath? Why would I be part of a community that can't see me because I exist in a slightly different way than I do. They didn't want to see me anymore. The truth was, they never saw me in the first place. Those were the thoughts I was thinking when a man I'd never seen before walked up to me and said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? Nearly bit his head off, if I'm honest. I thought to myself, great, another religious nut who wants me to see the world the way he does. But then I thought about it for a second, and I realized I recognized that voice. That voice, that's the voice of the man who told me to go to Siloam and wash. That's, that's the voice of the man who healed me. That's, that's Jesus. And I thought a little bit about more what he'd asked me if I believed in the Son of Man, which is kind of a weird thing to ask. But ever since that, that Greek guy, Homer, ever since he wrote his famous poems, people associate us blind folks with, with poetry. And so I've heard my fair share. And I, and I remembered that Son of Man is just a fancy way of saying a human. Because who's the son of a man? It's just another man. It's a person, right? A human being. He was asking me if I believed in the human. Well, if I'd learned anything these past couple days, it's that maybe I should try to look past my own preconceptions. And so I just straight up asked him, well, who is he? So that I could believe in him. And Jesus said to me, the one who you have seen and who is talking to you is he. And in that moment, I saw Jesus. I really saw Jesus. I saw him not with my eyes. I saw Jesus with my heart. I saw him 
not as a religious authority who was trying to get me to accept his doctrine. I saw him as what he claimed to be, a human being, a person who was talking to me, who was talking to me not as a theological problem to be solved, who was talking to me not as a disability to be healed, who was talking to me as another human being because he wanted to get to know me. It was like like he was trying to get up close to see just me so that he could understand who I was. And I realized in that moment that when Jesus had said at the very beginning when I met him that I had been born blind so that God's works might be revealed in me, what I realized is that Jesus wasn't saying that God's works were going to be revealed by his healing me. No, what Jesus was saying is that God's works were going to be revealed by knowing who I was, by seeing me as the person God made me to be, as the human created in the image of God. And so in that moment, I said to Jesus, Lord, I believe. And I bowed down and I worshipped him right then, right there. I worshipped him not because he was God. I worshipped him because he was who he said he was. I worshipped him because he was human. And in being human, he helped me see myself as human for the very first time. And friends, that feeling, that feeling of being known for just being a human being. That feeling is divine. For God does not see as mortals do. For the mortals see the outward appearance, but God sees the heart. They say that seeing is believing. Maybe it's true. But I don't believe in Jesus because he healed my eyes. I believe in Jesus Because he saw me for who God made me to be. And that's a miracle each and every one of us can do. I hear the name of your congregation is Faith. It's a good name. May we help people have faith in the human one by doing what he did for me. Seeing me not with the categories that people create, but seeing me as the person God made. Amen.